Well, that farmer, Jamar Brunier, might have another beef with Greenpeace today. The organization has long promoted conservation, but it recently criticized subnational red projects in a report called Outsourcing Hot Air. Greenpeace says these red projects may do little to cut pollution. From November, California will phase in a statewide cap-and-trade system that allows polluting companies to buy carbon offsets from red projects in the developing world. Roman Paul Chabiniak is a Greenpeace senior policy advisor on climate change and forests. He says the problem with the California plan is one of scale. We're very much in favor of financing forest protection at many different levels. Our issue is with the push for including subnational forest offset projects into the carbon markets in a way that would allow industrial polluters to continue to emit in California and elsewhere. What's the downside of letting large carbon polluters in California buy some offsets? There are three key problems. And the first is that the subnational forest offsets that are being considered here have not been proven to deliver real additional emission reductions. So if you're exchanging fake reductions for real reductions, you're actually making the climate crisis even worse. I think the second problem, studies at Stanford University and elsewhere have shown that the subnational offset approach could actually do more harm than good by creating a disincentive to national level reductions in different sectors. And finally, you know, the markets are very good at delivering a specific commodity at the lowest possible cost. And in the framework of force, you're dealing with very complex ecosystems, uh, which have people who have lived there for millennia and rich biodiversity and foods for the planet. So the risk is that by focusing only on the carbon, you could lose the forest for the trees. Now, red projects have to go through many rounds of verifications and certifications before their carbon credits are ever allowed on the market. How satisfied are you with the results from that level of scrutiny, or you see problems with the quality of these projects? Well, you're certainly right to point out that there are many voluntary standards out there. There are many verification bodies out there. But Complexity is not a sufficient substitute for accuracy. If you're claiming emission reductions, how do we know that those emission reductions are real rather than just business as usual? The Greenpeace report looks at a forest carbon project in Chiapas, Mexico as a case study. Can you tell me what you found there? Sure. Greenpeace sent a team to investigate the RED program in Chiapas to see whether or not it's delivering on its claims of emission reductions. And what we found is a significant lack of transparency in what is being promoted. Among other things, no baseline has been established, so we don't know whether or not it's achieving additional mission reductions or if it's just business as usual. Since there's no applicable national monitoring program, there's no way to know whether it's reducing deforestation or merely displacing deforestation to another part of the country. Let me ask you a basic philosophical question of Greenpeace. The Kyoto process calls for uh, national-level trading of emissions. How does Greenpeace view the notion of trading emissions to begin with? Greenpeace isn't opposed to carbon trading on any philosophical level. But when we look at the world's largest offset market, the clean development mechanism, it contains many lessons that we should consider when we're looking at the issue of red in California. One of these issues is are we creating a disincentive to national-level action on emissions by giving countries credit 
we're doing something on a much smaller scale. So in some Greenpeace would say that all of the participation that China has had in the clean development mechanism of the Kyoto process, that that's for naught. It certainly seems to be the case that the CDM has provided an active disincentive for China to take action on climate change. But China has so far opposed action precisely because it gets credit and money for doing something on a much smaller scale. We're concerned that the same thing will happen with RED. We have an international climate change agreement where countries have committed to taking action on a national level. And what California and others are pushing for is for those countries to do something that is significantly less. Roman Paul Jabiniak is a senior policy advisor on climate change and forests at Greenpeace International.